Welcome to the Killshot Experience. On today's show, we have one of the main people behind the scenes of WKP, former indie talent, and the host of YouTube show today in wrestling history, Mr. No Gimmicks Needed, Stefan Watts. I first met Stefan in was it WKP, right? Or oh, you were doing some stuff with X, XWE. So I, I started in in XWE. I was brought in by uh, Mia and uh, Ryan, and I started with them. Ooh, I think like four years ago. Um, okay. With them solid for three years, um, and then you know, some stuff happened. We'll leave it at that. Um, no hard feelings. And right, right. Uh, I, I kind of went into a bit of a retirement uh, for a short period. I had some stuff going on. But uh, Mary, Doris, and Cindy were just kind of, you know, they're really supportive. And uh, came back on in and started doing a little bit here or there. Um, officially retired this year, quote, unquote. Because <laughs> you never fully, you never fully retire in EFA. Yeah, we know how retirements go when it comes to, like, you fed and wrestling in the period. You say retired, that just means you take a break for a little while. Exactly, exactly. And then uh, they asked me to take a step into the to the back because that's basically what I have always done anyways when I was with XWE. I was helping run that. I was helping people with promos and stuff like that. So I've always done a lot in the back. So they're like, hey, that's what you do anyways. Can, can you help out? And I was like, yeah, certainly. So, yeah, I, I help out with that. But, I mean, for sure, even when I was with XWE, you know, Mia did most of the work. Ryan did most of the work. Um, you know, now here at WKP, I mean, it, Cindy's the backbone. Mary, you know, Mary's amazing. So they all do the majority of the work. I, I just, I get to do the easy part. I, I help ref. I, I help, you know, critique people's promos, help them, you know, get a little bit better and stuff like that. So, yeah. Well, well speaking as a WKP Hall of Famer, <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I was in WKP like when it first started, and from from then to now, you can tell like the growth and and the way things were uh, were run back then and the way things are run now. So, you know, with you and like I said, Cindy and Doris and Mary, like awesome job, man. I can see like because man, a couple of years ago, it was drama central, and I'm not going to even like hold nothing back. It was drama central, and it, and, it, and it comes from you know people being new and being put in certain positions they weren't probably ready for at the time, you know, just 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 trying to keep things going and they were doing stuff that they probably had no idea of how to go about it the correct way. I mean, their heart was in the right place, but, you know, you make mistakes oh, yeah. and you learn and you, and you grow. And so, yeah, from then to now, man, y'all, y'all are doing a great thing. So um, so how, how are you holding up during this uh, pandemic we're going through right now? Lord, um, that's where I say, quote, unquote, retirement, because uh, we just finished up War Games in WKP. Um, and I came out for that uh, because the great one, Scott Chambers, asked me personally to be on his team, um, who is who has been one of my greatest rivals. So when someone like Scott Chambers asks you to come out of retirement and be on his team, you want to you you go ahead and you do so. Um, right. But I, I tell you, this quarantine here, as far as eFed goes, I mean, I'm enjoying everybody's content. I always do. I sit and I watch everybody's content. Believe me, 
more than once. Um, you know, there, there's only one other person in EFED who watches more promos than me, and that's Cindy. <laughs> um, she will watch everybody's hypes like two times and their promos two times. So, so I'm enjoying everybody's content, but it, it's got me itching. So, um, you know, the the no gimmicks needed character is is officially retired. But I'm not going to say that maybe uh, you know Caesar Romeo, you know Suey might but might be uh, coming back out. I don't know. <laughs> Okay, well, if it comes back out, I'm looking forward. You know, maybe kill shot and have to take a run at you for a little bit because I, I don't. I don't we, we've never. Well, the first time we, I think the only time we faced each other was in War Games in the finals. So yeah. that that was pretty good. I, I was I watched everybody's uh, work and I was like, oh man, um, <laughs> I got I got I got to step up. And you know, with me and Scott Chambers, we we have a uh, we have a respect for each other. Yeah, I'm, but inside that ring, I can't stand the man. I, I want to put his face through a mat, and, and that's just and he same way with me. But like I said, you, you know, respect is earned, and respect is given to the people who who earn it. And, and I've had wars and battles with that guy, so and you know, much respect to him. But like I said, if we ever face each other again, you know, I'm gonna have to do what I got to do. It's just, it is what it is. Amen. That's what it is. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, I'm thinking about bringing Caesar Romeo back out because I, I don't know if you know. I know some of the people out there will know. That's that's my comedy character, and okay. I I think a lot of uh, a lot of people, um, you know, just everybody's so serious right now, and I'm enjoying the serious content. Don't get me wrong, I do. I love it, but I think we're I think we're missing a little bit of fun. We need a little bit of comedy going on too. So uh, and, and, and you know what? A lot of people do like have have I guess we would call it the Mick Foley type thing where they have one character, but then they have a, a comedy kind of spoof character. Mm-hmm. I can think of one coming to mind. Ronnie Ronnie Saxton is, yep. is hilarious. Then of course the debut of Dale Dale Aware is it my yes. favorite that yep. you know. So that that Taylor Chadwick Doom said he, he's uh. He's one child of the guy. So, yeah, there's a, there's a few people coming out with alternate characters, comedy characters, and they're different from what you will normally see from them. So I, I guess they, the, the virus is, uh, uh, I guess, bringing out the, the creative in, in some people. So 100%. Yeah, so, so how do you think this is affecting? Because, like, you hear a lot of people, as far as the virus goes, complain about WWE running wrestling shows and, how they're producing raw and all that stuff and mm-hmm. and for what we do as far as promoing the the build up to, to WrestleMania, there's some some excellent promos. I mean you got to really see what people can do without a crowd, without an audience, just them and a camera. So so how do you think AEW or WWE or whoever's still running wrestling shows, how do you think they're handling this uh this yeah. pandemic? One hundred percent. So you know, first off, I, I know I'm probably on that one side that everybody's going to give give me crap about, but you know what? They're still going out and producing entertainment for us. They're trying right. to keep some sort of normalcy um, in, in the best way they can. Um, they're going ahead and saying, hey, you know, if you don't want to compete, you don't have to. So it, it's their decision, those who are coming out and trying to entertain us and, and give us some sort of normalcy. I am of that fact that even when they're doing what they're doing, just 
just enjoy the product. If, if you right. don't like something, just turn the flipping channel. Like, you know? My thing is, how can you complain? I mean, I get people like what they like and they don't like what they don't like. But you're sitting there complaining about people not being in the audience. Well, it's not like they chose for people to not be in the audience. They didn't right. choose to run Raw from a, a, a training facility. They didn't choose to run WrestleMania from a training facility. It's, it's just been handed been dealt. And I kind of feel like people were complaining if they, either way they went, if they had shut it down, they'd have been like, oh, well, they have this money, they have that, they can do this, they can do that. But when now they're running shows and they're going to complain. So it's it's kind of like a, a lose-lose. You're damned if you do and damned if you don't. 100%. And you got to think about some, some of these talents, you know. I'm friends with a handful of indie talents and former indie talents. I'm a former weekend warrior myself. And you got to think, you know, even if they're not performing in front of a crowd, they want to get out there and, and do something. Even right. if it's in front of just a camera crew, because that's that's their passion, that's their love, that's you know what they want to do with their lives. And, and heck, that's you know I'm I'm a week former weekend warrior, but the whole reason why I got into EFED was so that I could at least express part of my love. So, and I, and I think that's the main reason a lot of people got into EFED because at, at the core of it all, we're all wrestling fans, and call I mean you can call it living out your dream or you know whatever whatever it is, but we got in it because we like wrestling, and we, at some point, we've all cut a promo in a mirror. We've all done the Ric Flair woo. We've all tried to spit water. We've, we've all done that. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, right. it's, it's an outlet. And you bring up uh, something I wanted to ask you because, like you said, you are a former weekend warrior. I don't know if you saw the tweet from Braun Strowman where basically he was saying if you can't afford to not wrestle, you should change your, change your uh, profession or something like that. So basically, he was saying for people who were um, setting up, I guess, GoFundMe accounts or something like that for to help indie wrestlers who couldn't perform, that they should have had a second job to fall back on or trade or something like that, or should have had a job where they were getting benefits so they can apply for unemployment. Well, what is your take on that? Uh, see, to fully commit to the industry, you can't have a second job. Um, right. When you're on that cusp of going from, you know, working – five or six indies to getting a somewhat solid contract in maybe Ring of Honor. And Ring of Honor's contracts are, are only around forty to $60,000. So, you know, me as a former store manager at a CVS or a Toys R Us was making double that. So to put right. that into perspective for people, you know, plus you're paying your travel, you're paying your insurance and so forth. So to to do that – you have to make so much of a commitment. And, and that just proves Braun was just kind of plucked and brought into the performance center. You know, he's, he's not speaking from experience. Speaking, I'm only, because I, I, I've never actually, I've been in a ring, but I've never actually wrestled a match. Mm -hmm. I've been in a, I've been in a ring, I've taken a bump. It's not fun. <laughs> um, but don't, it, it, it would, don't you kind of think there's, like, different – like, say the guy who's just getting into it. Like, say if yeah. I were just to go to a wrestling school today, I would still have to, like, try to keep – until I gain some sort of traction to where I'm getting booked on a regular – if not regular, on a semi-regular basis, whereas if I'm just starting out, I'm getting booked this month, I'm getting booked two months from now. Right. And then you reach a certain level to where every weekend you got to book it. 
So it's, it's, it's like, because you can't really blame the people who were, I don't want to say plucked, but they kind of were plucked from football or from whatever other sport they were doing. Mm-hmm. They were just plucked there to put there. So, so and, and I know some people like to say they didn't pay their dues and, and all that stuff, but who really wants to do all the quote-unquote stuff to pay your dues? Like some of that stuff is not, I don't, me personally, I don't think it's paying dues as far as like, being bullied or being hazed and all that stuff, but mm-hmm. that's just my opinion. But don't you think there's certain type of levels to like? Oh, 100%. I mean, when you first come in, if you're not setting up the ring, if you're not doing all this stuff just for the weekend, yeah, you're going to have to have another job. You're paying for right. wrestling school. You're still paying for your tights and so on and so forth. I'm talking, you know, once you hit that level, and hopefully you're hitting that level around year three, year five, where you're getting booked Friday, Saturday, Sunday, um, and you're not just staying in your local territory. You're getting bigger money to go into other territories, going overseas and so forth. I, but they're still only making, you know, thirty, forty thousand dollars $40,000 doing that. But you're right on that cusp where I can't have another job. Um, I'm making money off my merch. I'm making money maybe a little bit off of my booking, but you're right on that cusp of getting that next step contract, your ring of honor contract, your your impact right. contract and so forth. So so, they, so they basically they, they, basically there comes a time where you have to say, if am, am I getting good at this? Am I doing enough to where I can quit my job? Or mm-hmm. do I need to quit wrestling and keep a job because I've been doing this for four or five like you said, the fifth year you want to hopefully be getting booked regularly and you're not. Is there is that the point in time where you just need to come to to grips with it and like, you know, this might not be what's gonna pay my bills. Exactly. You gotta to come to that realization. And you know what? For for some of us it you know, I held another job the whole time. I was I was working at a CVS as an assistant manager. Um God, I was ten years in to when I finally went uh, okay, this isn't gonna, this isn't gonna pay the bills. Um, I mean, this has been it's, fun. It's kind of a hard yeah. thing to kind of let, to let go, though, right? Like, oh yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, it's it, like it a, is, it's a passion. Yeah, yeah, it, it's that boyhood dream. I to to steal a thing from Shawn Michaels. It's it's that boyhood dream not coming true. Um, yeah. so you gotta you gotta handle it, and you're like, uh, okay, you got you gotta be an adult. And say, okay, I, I've got, I've got a wife, uh, um, I have a kid on the way, and I got to be around more and so forth. So you you make those hard decisions. Because because wifey's only going to put up with you leaving every so often and coming back, you know, with not enough. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> she's going to go put up with for so so long. You know what I mean? Yes. So uh, we we just uh. We just had WrestleMania last week. What did you think of it? You know, um, it was very much more theatrical um, than any other year. They were borrowing a lot from Matt Hardy's playbook, but they had to get creative in the situation that they were in. See, um, I, I'm, I'm on the fence with that whole borrowing from Matt Hardy's playbook thing. I'm not taking anything from Matt Hardy. Like, mm-hmm. I he was good when he, when that first came out in TNA, and I'm not a real TNA fan, mm-hmm. but when that first came out, I was he had me. I was looking for TNA, you know, stuff. That's the only thing I was checking out in TNA, actually. But I, mm, 
I guess they took certain elements from it, but WWE is, I don't know, remember when uh, Beyond the Mac came out and Vince McMahon was like, we make movies here? Yep. I think that's what he reverted back to. Because mm-hmm. I think that's what he kind of always wanted to do was build characters, make movies, just make theatrically event. I think that's what he wanted WrestleMania to be in the beginning anyway. This was just an opportunity for them to kind of flex their WWE studio muscle, but what, what else did you think of uh, WrestleMania? So, you know, we had we had the theatrical stuff, and you're right. I think they made they made made movies with with those two matches specifically. Um, when you're looking at the rest of the matches, um, the Cesaro uh, Drew Gulak match was my Love was that my match. match. So that that was that was my match. I just sitting there and just. I'll be honest. That's probably the only time I popped <laughs> during Mania. Was just I. It was it was a thing of beauty. Um, you know, getting the belt off of Goldberg and on to Braun, even though we were just kind of talking down a little bit about Braun on my side. Um, it, it was probably the right move. Um, Drew McIntyre. I'm finally happy to see him. You know, get the belt um, and see what he can do with it. Um, but yeah. It, Everything else, you know, everybody put forth effort, and I'm and I'm happy to see the effort that was put through. Um, those who are running around saying that's the worst WrestleMania ever, um, obviously do not remember. I think it was WrestleMania 11 um, in Las Vegas in the Togas. Oh, you just want WrestleMania nine? That was nine. Nine, nine, nine. That was yeah, nine. yeah, that's Shame on yeah, me. I'm the wrestling historian, and I'm not forgetting my name is. Oh my God. It, it, bl- blame the blame the pandemic, man. There you go. We're gonna blame the pandemic and the fact I have not had enough coffee this morning. <laughs> I, I recently stopped drinking coffee, so I, yeah, it was not agreeing with me anymore. So I just yeah. kind of wake up, wake up, and try to naturally get myself to where I need to be for the rest of the day. Gotcha. But, uh, yeah, it, I understand. It. I, I don't. I don't. It was different, but I'm, I'm looking at it like this. Like, you kind of have to, like, step out of your fandom for a minute and mm-hmm. step into, like, reality and realize the, the situation they were in. It's like, yeah, because there are a lot of people saying they should have canceled it. I'm like, okay. But there's a lot. That's a big, big machine to just to shut it down. Like, there's a lot of moving parts going in the back. Going on the back, and then like you said, you you've been on any circuit. You imagine, imagine all the moving parts going on in the in the backstage area times a thousand. Yep. <laughs> and now you got not only trying to get the live show going, but now you got to get streaming services, make sure that's going on. You got all these people coming from all over the world going on, mm-hmm. and but now you got to condense that to a or just off the fly into something else and try to make it seem as grand as, as it should be. So I, I I give him credit for even doing that. <laughs> like, I mean, I I had this conversation with somebody about a week ago who were, was staunch. They need to cancel it. They need to cancel it. They need to cancel it. And I told him, I think Vince specifically feels a moral obligation to take people's minds off of what's going on. And it, he's proven that throughout, you know, the past 40 years. Who were the first ones back after 9-11? It was that SmackDown. It was that SmackDown. 
And it wasn't, you know, hey, I'm just throwing a show on to make money. It was here, anybody who wants to do the show can do the show. And they did a whole beautiful, you know, montage and he spoke from the heart, but he wanted to get some sort of normalcy. The fact that they go overseas and do, you know, the tribute for the troops and so forth. And they do more of that than what they do once a year, you know, at Christmas time. They do that a lot that doesn't get discussed. So right. he just, he feels, a, say what you want to say about the man. You know, he's good, he's bad, he's evil, you know, whatever it may be. He feels a moral obligation to entertain and to take your mind off of something. Where do you, where do you think all that hate comes from, though? Like, a you, lot you, of it. You, you, you've seen the people, they, they, they like literally hate, this is a 77-year-old man they probably will never, ever meet in their life. Right. <laughs> and they hate him like they pissed in their, he pissed in their cereal every morning for 20 years. They hate him that much. Where does that come from? So from the fandom, what it comes from, in, in my belief, is there's all these shoot interviews and so on and so forth. So say my favorite wrestler of all time you know, whoever it is, comes out on a shoot interview and says, Vince screwed me on pay. Vince told me he was going to make me a world champion. Vince, you know, took a dump in, in my suitcase and, and told me to get the hell out of the building. Um, then that's my, that's, that's my hero. I'm going to hate Vince now. And, you know, whether Vince screwed over wrestlers or not, I'm sure he has. All promoters have at some point or another. But there's also a lot of bitterness. So as a fan, you know, if my favorite wrestler hates Vince, then I'm going to hate Vince. Yeah, I, I, I don't see that, with, like I said, with the shoot interviews or the, the past legends or, or people who are being released at this moment. Like, it's always something that, didn't go their way, so I'm going to say something bad, and now I hate them. Instead of being like, you know what, I was given an opportunity, and for whatever reason, it didn't work out. I got more exposure than I ever probably would ever had going another route or going to another company. It is what it is. I'm gone. And, and see, that's the right way to go about it. Now, look at two people who did that when they got released, Jinder Mahal and Drew McIntyre, when they both got released at, uh, I don't know if it was at the same time or at separate times, but they both didn't do any shoot interviews in a negative way. Whenever they were asked, it was almost exactly how you said it. Within a year for gender, he was back. A year after that, he's world champion. Now, you might say political reasons or whatever, but still, he had to be prepped and ready in that situation because they always could have went and plucked you know, great Kali back out if they need Yeah, I mean, he, he was going to get that push before this whole situation anyway. Like, it was geared to him. Like, right. that's the reason That's the reason he won the Royal Rumble. It was It was for him. Right. He came back. He, he didn't hold it. He, he, I mean, there, everybody, it's, it's a human thing. You, something happens, you kind of hold that resentment for a bit. But then you, the adult in you has to come out at some point and be like, you know what, what part did I play in this? And let me go and better myself. And if I if I prove that I belong, I'll be back. Exactly. So, and and I think you see that a lot in EFAS too, where people 
you know, when they when they come in and they're, they're that fresh new face or the fresh young thing, and they go, something different than something that everybody else is saying. It's like, oh, you know, that's new. I like that. I like that. And then they get on the roll and start winning and winning and winning. And as soon as they stop winning, oh, mm-hmm. well, I got I got jobbed out. Oh, yep. oh I should have won. I should have did. Oh, why? <laughs> because you won the last twenty. Right. I mean, I, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't get that. I, I speaking as someone who helps run <laughs> WKP, I can tell you a good portion of my day is spent soothing egos. <laughs> um, and, and I mean that in a nice way. You know, I right. I have losses that drove me nuts. I held my last title. I held. I held the X division title, um, X factor title, sorry. Um, in WKP for 340 something days. Um, I was just, uh, just shy of having it for a year. Came across Diamond Dave and lost. <laughs> and I'm not going to say that that loss did not hurt. I didn't, you know, I'm standing there going, okay, and I'm about ready to do one thing that I swore I would never do and go into Mary's inbox, and I'm like, no, (laughs) hold on, hold on. Took a minute, calmed down, didn't play with my kids, you know, outside, then I was like, all right, let me look at his promo, let me look at my promo. Okay, I get it. But you got to have an ego to be in this, so I have no problem when people come into my DMs and go, dude, what, how did I lose? What, how did I lose? And I go, okay, let's, let's break it down. And we do, we, I, I spend the time with everybody and I break it down and I go, that's why. And then it's a, most of the time it's a, oh, okay, I get it. I get it. I'm like, Hey, let's, let's work on something. You know, let's do this. Let's do that. Let's try something different. And, and so forth. And it usually ends up 99% of the time. Wonderful. Now I'll, still sometimes get the, you know, fuck you, I hate you, and all this other stuff, but it is what it is. I, I think I was like that my first few months, because, you know, like I say, you're coming in, and you think, you always think your work is better than your opponent's, whether mm-hmm. whether it was or it wasn't, that's just, like I said, human nature, you think that, and there were a few times when I lost, I'm like, no, I didn't, I was like, yes, you did, I'm like, Nah, go watch it again. And and I like you said, you go back and you come and you look at it and I'm like, Well maybe if I hadn't said that or maybe if I had did this differently, I probably would have won. And you kinda gotta critique yourself before you go doing all that. But there was one I don't know if it was it was I think it was right after KPW became WKP. And I don't know if you know uh Hitman Sonny Lucas. You ever seen his work? Yes. Yep. Okay. So he was world heavyweight champion. I went against him. And there's this whole, I think that was when a real big boom of everybody was having music in the background. Like, everybody had music. <laughs> like, this was, like, you had to have music. This was before everybody started doing big intros and all that stuff. And that, that's the thing. And then green screens came after that. So he had music playing. And I'm telling you, it looked like he was lip syncing, bad lip syncing to a music video because all you heard was the music. Right. And he won. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> and, 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 I hear you, bro. Uh, that's, and that's one thing 
I've had a couple just recently. So if anybody is listening, take the advice, keep the volume down or don't do the music because there's been two or three that recently I can tell you I couldn't hear them. So they lost. If, 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 if you're going to learn how to do it, if you're using Time Master, use the volume envelope and push the music in the background, learn how to do it. If not, there's a lot of people who are so-called professionals at editing. They can tell you how to do it. It's just just hopping. So people like in group chats, you've seen people, hey, I've seen you do this. How you do that? Or whatever. whatever. Just just ask. There's no shame in asking. You, you can, like, and then before you post it, go watch it. Watch your finished work. Don't let it export. And then it's like, okay, I'm ready to upload. And then you look at it and it's like, oh, well, my lips are out of sync with the actual audio or the music's too loud or this, that, and the third. Like, watch your stuff before you put it up there. That way you can't worry about nobody saying, oh, this was that. Or, you know what I'm saying? You you watched it yourself. Yep. Yeah, but after I, I, I lost that match, I honestly didn't have to say anything. The whole roster was like, what were you looking at? Like, who who justice? Who who made that decision? Like everybody was like, No, I couldn't how did he win? Nobody ever heard what he said. I'm like and then they had to go back and watch it again. So I, I but I've been doing this for like a little over four years, if not just like four years. I don't really I do it for the fun. Like you see me in WKP, I'm not there on a regular basis. I'm there doing certain things because it's I'm doing it for the fun now. I don't I don't all this coming in, I'm soon as like people come in and the first thing they do is challenge the world heavyweight champion. I'm like, what? <laughs> do you watch wrestling? <laughs> like, what is this? So, yeah, man. I, I what, what, what do you think? It's because you watch these promos now, and mm-hmm. a lot of them don't even resemble anything from wrestling. And that's been the evolution. And that's been the evolution of EFED that I have noticed um, over the past several years. You know, you mentioned, you know, when the music first started coming into the background and then people started doing some intros. And then now we've, the past year, we've had the big green screen explosion, right? And right. It, it's been a constant evolution. And when I look back from, you know, when I started, you know, about four years for me too, is okay it started looking like a regular wrestling promo maybe a little bit longer because a a real wrestling promo uh is around the two to three minute mark Matt, say that again for me one more time the a real wrestling promo is about the two three minute mark okay here's why i actually repeat that Mm -hmm. two or three years ago Mm-hmm. I lost the match because my promo was too short. Mm. My promo was a, just under two minutes, like maybe a minute and a half, two minutes long. Mm-hmm. And so what I did was, we uh, a Roku has his app that shows a lot of uh, indie wrestling. I found mm-hmm. an old uh, Seth Rollins promo when he was Tyler Black. Mm-hmm. He accomplished he accomplished everything WKP asked for in a promo in one minute. Mm-hmm. And I lost a match. It wasn't a WKB. It was another place, but I lost it because my right. promo was too short. And I try to explain to this person, if you watch regular wrestling, there is no six-minute, five-minute long promos. Mm-hmm. 
those I try to and I explain to them. I say, what you see, like when Monday Night Raw comes on and they're standing in the middle of the ring talking, that's not a promo. That's a segment. Mm-hmm. There's a difference between a pro. A promo is basically you selling a match and getting people to buy tickets or getting them ready to tune in and watch your match. That's a promo. A segment is just a, it's just what it is. It's a television segment telling a story. That's different. Mm-hmm. And they, like, he would the person was trying to beat me down and I was wrong and I was wrong. It, it, it got to a point where I was like, I'm talking to a brick wall. Let me just end the conversation and walk away. Because at the end of the day, this is a hobby. It's not that serious. It's not real. We're not getting paid for it. I'm just in this to have fun. And so I left the conversation, left the group. But like you see these promos in there and I give everybody credit. I mean, some of the most creative things I've ever seen was in wrestling promos. Mm-hmm. Things I didn't even know you could accomplish with the phone <laughs> and a video yeah. camera app. People are doing. But some of it, it's like I, I tune in to watch a wrestling promo, and now I'm I'm watching. I don't even know what I'm watching. Like, what what is going on here? There's 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 things coming across the screen. There's all these effects going on. There's mm-hmm. blinking lights. I'm thinking I'm about to pass out from vertigo because of the blinking lights. It's mm-hmm. it's too much going on, and and. I'm, I'm, I'm of the thing, less is more. Yeah. Because at, at the end of the day, I need to hear you talk. The effects and all that stuff is great, but what are you saying? Yep. No, 100%. When you um, when I sit back and judge, um, for me, half the time, the first time I watch it, watch it, I close my eyes, and I just listen to the words. The second time I go around and watch promo, I'm looking at everything else, but your facial expressions and so forth. Now, as far as effects and so on and so forth, and I have have one person, you know, I have several people that I work with, but one person constantly comes to me and goes, I don't have any of the effects. I don't have, I don't have any of the apps. I don't know how to work them. I don't know how to do this or that, you know, and and I feel like I'm going to lose because of it. You know, and and this person doesn't just compete at WKP. This person competes everywhere. (laughs) One one of those ones where I tell them, maybe you should cut back and and focus in on just a couple. But they're always afraid that they're going to lose because of that. And I tell them, it's it's the words. It's how you say it. You look at 90% of my promo work over the past year year and a half it's just me the camera straight on or just slightly to the side no no effects i i no, I, I take that back i always turn it into black and white because y'all don't want to see see my real I, ugly face I, I don't call that i don't call that an effect though like making it black and white you just basically that's to me an effect is like noise or music or mm-hmm. you got some something visual is is is, is happening that's altering not the color of the picture, but the overall presentation. You know what I'm saying? Like, like changing the color of something. I don't really like. Like me, I have the whole static thing going on. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much it. I got an opening, static, and that's and I'm in black and white. That's it. But like, some of these people, they, they it, I don't think the effects fit the character. I think they're just putting effects in for the sake of having effects. Mm-hmm. Agreed. A lot of them do. A lot of them do. Um, because they think 
grandiose is is going to be better. And any any EFED, and I ain't going to talk smack about any EFED because I just talked good about XWE earlier. So, um, and we all know the history there and so on and so forth. But if you like extreme and you like shoot style, XWE is the way to go. But a lot of people think that, oh, the bigger and more grandiose and the more stuff I put into it, you know, I'll get the win. Any EFED worth their salt, if they take all that stuff into consideration, it, it's it's not the right way to do it. Right. You know, words tell a better story. Inflection tells a better story. That's all you need. You know, because kill shot is, 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 you know, he is what he is. But when I first started, every other word, I was MF this, F that, go to, you know. And, that, and, and it, for a while, it worked. But after a while, you know, like, and, and shout out to uh, Douglas O'Shea, the possessed. Um, he, t- he told me one day, he's like, look, I get it. I understand. But if you call me a bitch 15 times in a promo, the third, the third or fourth time you call me a bitch won't matter. <laughs> so, like, so basically, you, you're basically you tell me you're cursing too much. Like mm-hmm. it, your curse words have no effect because you say it, said one curse word 15 times. You say it, every other word's curse word. So, you know, like you said, everybody in this thing has an ego. I'm like, who's this guy? Mm-hmm. But then after a while, I was like, he's right. Like. It has no punch, so I, 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 it took me a while, but I've, I've, I've got it down to maybe about three or four curse words, FOMO. <laughs> and, and I still think that's a little too much sometimes, but. But see, that's, that's like the, we put it, I put it in wrestling terms, that's like the super kick effect. Super kicks mean nothing now. Everybody does them. Everybody does them, and everybody does 20, 50 in a match. You know, it's like the DDT back in the, the mid to late 90s, everybody was doing a DDT, you know, from the indies to ECW to WCW, WWF, to where in the 80s, if Jake hit a DDT, that was it. Yeah. Most, so, most things that, are, that were finishers back then are just kickouts back now. Mm-hmm. Like, there, yep. there's no way a guy should be hitting the – if you hit me with a 450 splash and I kick out, then you hit me with a super kick, and I go down. Like what? You what? just jumped off a top rope, did three and a half revolutions, and fell on me with all of, with all that force. I shouldn't have kicked out, but I kicked out what? to a super kick. I mean, I got I, I got pinned by a super kick. Like what? the the logic Less is gone. Less is more. Yeah. Less is more. Tell the story. Make every move count. Right. I know we're getting off on EFED, and I'm getting I'm getting into my 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 old wrestling veteran oh, no, no, bitch no, no, mode, but <laughs> it's, it's okay. But it's, it's some some people know it, but and and but they need to hear it. If, if you mm-hmm. understand, like you like you know something, but if you hear somebody say it, it's like that confirmation. Like, well, what I was thinking was right. And some people just need to just just be told, like, like you're doing too much. <laughs> like you got, you have to you have to make you have to make certain things mean something because it, 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 in E-Fed world, like you said, you may be in three or four different feds. You got four or five promos to cut every week. 
they can't all be the same. Nope. And hype and, and everything yeah. else. So you're talking, you're talking 10, 10, you know, times in front of the camera. And oh, let's be honest, most of us are all in the same freaking feds together. You know, Pretty much. So I'm seeing now, you know, back when I was in my heyday and I was helping everybody out and I was in XWE and WKP and just 101 others helping out, it was, I'm seeing the same promo five, ten times, and I'm like, ugh. You know, so cut, if I can take give anybody advice, and trust me, I don't feel I'm anybody, any person to give anybody advice because there are so many people who are so much better at this than me. But right. cut back. Cut back and focus on just, you know, two or three, and I'm telling you, you'll get more wins, and you'll be happier. That's what I did. I, I was in six or seven, and I was like, I, I don't want to say I was burning out. I just, I was just like, it became a chore. Like, mm-hmm. like I got to get home and cut this promo. Like, I, I, like, I don't want to rush home to cut a promo. Like, I'm like, I don't want to do that. I want to go home and relax, and then when I feel like I want to cut a promo, I'll cut it. So I cut it down. I'm mainly in SCW, but I, I you know, I have a, a long-standing history with WKP, so I, I I will do some stuff there, just not on a regular basis. But I'll, I'll have when they have big things or this whole thing with me and the legend Travis Rollins. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I'd like to have that in WKP, and there's another legend I want to I'm, I'm having a go at at another fed by the name of Killjoy. Mm-hmm. I have so mm-hmm. I don't know if you know him, but I have so much respect for that guy. But I must put my foot in his ass. That has to happen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> it, it's, it's just one of those things that has to happen. But um, man, this has been great. Let me go ahead and let you uh let everybody know what it, what you got going on on YouTube, your uh, history show. Yeah, yeah. Thank you very much. So, um, with me scaling back in in EFED and so forth, um, and just really sticking around WKP because I will never. I don't think I will ever leave EFED because it has been such an important part of my life in the past four years or so, helping me through a lot of stuff I had mentally going on. It was a it's a wonderful outlet, and, and, and we you know, we meet so many we meet so many people like so many cool cool. I mean, there's a lot of idiots in EFED, but we've met some cool cool people. Like, oh yeah, it, it, and I continue to get closer and closer with with a lot of people. You know. Me and Scott Chambers have become incredibly close over the past year, um, you know, and just continuously getting closer with people. And two of my best friends in, in the whole world, who I consider a brother and a sister, I met through EFED, you know, Miss Denon and, and <laughs> Rich himself, Rich Velez, you know. Oh, my boy Rich, yeah, that's 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 my man. He's in he's in a SOA with me and uh. Yeah. Dude, 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 he's a he's a character. <laughs> I love I love I love him so much. Vex himself, man. Yeah, he, he's, he's, he's he's a character. Brother. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So uh, my my main focus right now, uh, outside of WKP, is I do have a YouTube channel going on, um, the Gentleman Bastard Brigade, and really what it is is I, I love this business so much, and I want to. I want to teach people the history of this business. So every day since the first of this year, it's about three to three to five minutes 
we do a this day in pro wrestling history. You know, I go over who was born today. I go over who passed away in the day. And then I go over, you know, just highlights of the history of what happened that day in pro wrestling, just to, just to give a little bit of knowledge. You know, and, and for me, it was to make myself a commitment because I, I'm sure a lot of people are like me where you get these amazing ideas. You're like, dude, I have such an amazing idea. And you start it and you're, you're so hyped on an idea and you're busting it out. And then you're midway through and you're still doing, you're really solid on it, but you never finish it. Right. You know, you just, you, something happens and you find an excuse and, and you go, oh man, I should have done that. I should have finished it. So I made a commitment to myself at the first of the year. I'm going to do this and I'm going to do it every day this year. And if one person listens, so be it. But at least I have completed something that I set out to do, you know, throughout a whole year. And, and it's starting to catch on. You know, I've got a lot of people. I don't have too, too many people listening. I got around 20-something people, sometimes 50, but just to drop a little bit of knowledge. And then I'm having a little bit more fun with it recently with this whole quarantine. So, right. you know, I've got some <laughs> – I have what I call my pro wrestling moment of Zen. So I find some wrestling fails and, and I throw them up there um, just for everybody to have a little bit of a laugh because, you know, and I've gotten some negative feedback, people going, that's not funny. I'm like, oh, come on. You know, it wouldn't be funny if it happened to you. And I'm like, you know what? At the moment it wouldn't be funny, but if I tried to get over the top rope and fell all the way down to the ground, I'd let sit back and look at myself later going, Oh, that was pretty damn funny. Dude, so, we've all had we've all had things in life we didn't think was funny happen to us at the time, but when you look back on it, you kind of you gotta laugh. Like okay. I, I was I was in I was in high school, and I remember it like it happened yesterday. We were standing outside of the on the side door, and we were just messing around. And I just mm-hmm. was, I, don't, I can't remember why we we took off running, but something happened. We took off running, and when you come in the door, there's a set of stairs to go up to go to the main level. I took off running. We It was like four or five of us. We took off running in the door. Everybody made it up the steps except me. I got to the top, <laughs> hit the top step, and slid face first across the floor. Everybody's laughing. I didn't think it was funny. Right. I mean, I got laughed at all on the bus ride home. It was, you know. But three weeks later, I, I was laughing at myself. I, you can't do nothing but laugh at was It was funny. I, exactly. I don't know what to tell you. Exactly. And telling the people, you know, I'm telling people, hey, I'm just throwing up content that I I find entertaining, trying to give you some knowledge, a laugh and a smile. So here you go. Speaking of the laugh and the smile, you know, recently, you know, with the quarantine, I've been finding myself more on Instagram and TikTok. And so I've been finding some of the lovely ladies of the professional wrestling industry kind of combining some of their stuff together and and posting it in a in a certain place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, we we appreciate you for that, and we appreciate them for 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 doing that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, they're they're doing their part to entertain us, so you know we we got to do what we got to do. Yeah, thank you, thank you, man. We appreciate it. Um, man, this has been a been a good convo. A lot of a lot of good information. A lot of stuff people needed to hear. A lot of stuff I needed to hear. So. uh Man, thanks for coming on. Thanks for uh, sharing some of your wisdom, some of your knowledge, and the ins and outs of what's going on in the EFED. And uh, 
Once again, thanks, man. I appreciate you. Anytime. I appreciate it. Kill shot. You have a wonderful day. You too, sir.